Very interesting. Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast. I'm your host, Brian. Joining me this evening, Mac. Who is now supplied with toilet paper. <laughs> that's, that's good. I had to knock down a child to get it, but... <clears throat> Mad Cat is with us. Still alive, still alive. Oh, there's that echo. And we yeah. have... Oh. I know. Special guest, Twiggy. Hello. And we have the dumbass himself. Thanks, Brian. You know, the times are very fair right now, and I think it's so important that we're all together here uh, to fight misinformation in the same room, gathered together around this single microphone, uh, with all our families and friends here to support us as we try to raise awareness about COVID-19. Yeah. And the cat uh, <laughs> right in my face. And we've, got, we've got tons of great stuff going on. Try the kissing booth and get a button proclaiming you're a pandemic fighter. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 uh, what what is the pandemic? It's isn't it the the blue triangle rash? No, it's it's a game that that you and your friends you 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 you're, you play together in cooperation to keep the virus from taking over the world, and usually you lose. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> Certainly does. <laughs> How's everybody doing this evening? I'm doing okay. Oh. <laughs> I've got but, some asthma stuff going on, but uh, I'm doing basically all right. Of course, we've got a whole bunch of COVID stuff in here, and 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 I mean that that I mean it's it's going on. It's all the I seem to be talking about you know at work practically. Where and of course nobody's going into work. We're all working from home now, and and I'm trying to support all these people working at home, trying to get connected and keep everybody working. And I'm working, and I'm finding that working from home just means you work a lot more. Of course, Mac. Well, yeah, because you have to find things, right? Yeah. That? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just that there's just. I mean, it's it, you're you're already at your computer. See, when you leave for the at the end of the day, there's a break, right? And you go home. But if you're if you're working from home, there's no, there's not that that breaking period. I just keep working. You do have a shorter commute, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that is way shorter. But I still, you know, because there's so many people in the house, I still got to wear pants. So I mean, <laughs> it defeats the whole purpose. I mean, me, I've I've always been working for. I've always been working from home, so I I know that my commute is short. I also know that if I if I slip on the ice at on the way to work, that something has gone very seriously wrong with the house. <laughs> yeah, very serious. There was three pairs yeah. of shoes blocking all th- all three lanes to my office yesterday. It took me you know it took me an extra five minutes to get in here. We actually have an uncle who died with his house on fire and. Frozen to the ground from water. Okay. I did not know about that. Oh, that's not your relative. Oh, okay. Twiggies are mine. Yep. That 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 sounds like something like almost a redneck story. <laughs> that you know that that's what <laughs> uh, would tell, yeah. right? I mean <laughs> You're a point? I don't I don't have one. I'm not going any further than that. All right. Well, I mean, we're all sheltered at home. So I think, Mad Cat, you know what time it is. Ah, yes, I know what time it is, and it's going to sound a little bit more fun because of my cough here, but it is time. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it doesn't sound like Mutley. (laughs) I I don't know. We we might need somebody to step in and and take this over for at this rate. (laughs) All right, I got it. Okay, you got it? it? All right. You got it? It is time, actually past time, for Sydney to masturbate. <laughs> and he actually already finished. It is time for Ian and Dumbass's masturbation moment. Brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment. Brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. I don't have to add Echo tonight. Look at that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have to add special effects. Yeah, I unmuted while she was uh, doing that, so you got the Echo there. (laughs) (laughs) We got a couple of things in here. I, I, uh, of course, it's not just masturbation. Because, Because we're all at home. It's about family planning, and uh, and and that's exactly what happened is happening. Apparently, 
condoms are fly, flying off the shelf just as fast as toilet paper and uh, and other uh, you know other goods. And uh, and we are expecting a big baby boom at the end of the year. Uh, seems likely. Um, so couples realize. I mean, like yeah, if people can't find condoms, that makes sense. <laughs> well, it does sound <laughs> like there's going to be a shortage. Um, but yeah, so one of the things you know going on is that since people aren't leaving the house, you know that that uh, they have more time with uh, with their significant others. And in fact, I I recommended this to uh, a coworker of mine that you know that that the, this was the time. Um, I said it only takes five minutes. I said I can do it in three, um, but no, he told me that, that they were practicing social distancing. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is just a, something I found from Wired, but that that makes a suggestion that you know that along with everything else that, that people are staying at home. But it also has it has you know I mean dating of course right now is a problem, and and uh, as uh, dumbass alluded to, kissing is an excellent way to spread the virus. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it says uh, experts predict. Uh, I've seen like speculation over uh, social media that uh, this is going to lead to a big baby boom. Uh, experts are now saying that's probably a thing too. Yeah, I I think that. I mean, it seems likely. I mean, we we see this during hurricanes. We see it during you know snowstorms, during blackouts. Yeah. Anything that they have to spend time together, there it goes. Uh, especially if they. Especially if they've watched every show or the TV's not working. You know, my so wife. to do any board. Yeah. Well, you know, my wife and I are still working on that boy. So the vasectomy makes it a little difficult, but we're going to try anyway because we're not quitters. There's another one on the opposite <laughs> side of the can. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, on top of that, so and and this the article I have here, so, you know, it suggests you know if you if you are going to if you are dating, you know, if it's somebody that you haven't met, you know that uh, is that. This is going to complicate things, and there, there's some other suggestions in there. But I mean, the the my main takeaways from the article were basically, you know, the you know, that people people already are that are dating, and they're already, you know, they're they're at home with their significant others or partners, and um, this it, it seems likely that uh, that we are going to see a baby boom at the end of this. I I heard that it's no longer Netflix and chill. Now it's quarantine and flick the bean. <laughs> flick the bean. Uh, that, that's not going to get anybody pregnant. <laughs> no, not the way you do it. <laughs> uh, but we, but we have more on this. Um, so, Madcap uh, put this in here because we were talking about it. World's biggest condom producer warns of global shortage. So they've been shut down in. Is it Malaysia? Yeah, Malaysia. So the the factory was shut down. Madcap, did you read this or just put it in here? I put it in there because you were saying about oh, okay. it. Okay, that's fine. And I saw that it said. That it's going to be shut down, but it is a shortfall of a hundred billion condoms, yeah. normally marketed internationally by brands such as Jurex, Britain's NHS, or distributed by aid programs such as the UN Population Fund. Oh boy! So yeah, so this company makes one in five condoms, and they've been shut down, and they're and they've been authorized to go back to work, but only at a a fraction of the 50%. capacity. 50%. Yeah, 50% capacity. And so the the big fear is um is places in Africa and stuff like that where you know where these condoms get distributed. I, I was going to say fortunately the the factories in Greece are not shut down so we still have trojans. But a shortfall of 100 million condoms is I think I think she said billion. Uh this well this is there's oh, okay this is there is already a shortfall of 100 million condoms. Yeah, already. So that means, oh, look, one in four young Canadian women say they never use a condom anyway. <laughs> yeah, Brilliant. That's not good. Sorry, that that to me just, you know, kicked in my So, yeah, so that, it, 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 this is, this is the brain something. pain. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I just said the brain pain, madcap, whatever you're calling her. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll edit that in post. We'll take care of it. <laughs> I usually, I usually, I'll take it out. <laughs> yeah, so I hadn't even thought about that condom shortage. That, that that didn't even occur to me. I'm a lot more concerned about the medical glove shortage than the condom shortage, personally. Well, I mean, that's a problem, too, right? So, like, uh, the doctors don't have the fallback of grabbing condoms, uh, slipping them on each finger now. <laughs> the, the, uh, the finger condom? No, you don't think that was actually a thing? No? All right. <laughs> 
I was going to say, you know, there, there's a, actually there's a lot of things that you know that that we don't realize are essential services, and liquor stores are one of those. And they really are an essential service because there are so many people that are addicted to alcohol that if those if they were not able to get alcohol, that it, it could overrun um, our our um, you know, our hospitals with people that um, uh, that are, are going through withdrawal. Detoxed, yeah. 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 And and it could really have have a serious effect on um, on our healthcare system if they weren't able to get that. So we've got to keep the liquor stores open and, f- and full as well. It, it's essential that we all uh, get a little buzz on in these times once in a while, right? Well, if you're stand if well, you're at home with your family for that long, I don't know how you do it without alcohol. <laughs> in addition, that alcohol, uh, stronger stronger types of distilled alcohol, can be used as a hand sanitizer as well. Okay, so the. Um, there's a distillery here in uh, Texas, in fact, not far from me and Katie, that has um, is making hand sanitizer. Um, uh, there's one in Colorado too. Yeah, and and that's I saw not... a recipe online for you can make your own hand sanitizer. Just like uh, I think it's two parts uh, rubbing alcohol, one part aloe vera gel. Sure. So in um so with the alcohol, um, what you get is it's mainly ethyl alcohol. So, you know, distillers are in the perfect position to do that, but they have to denature it. So, and so when they denature it, they make it so that it's not drinkable. Essentially, that, after that, it's poisonous, right? Um, so they have mm-hmm. to, so they have to make it denatured so, so that you can't, so that people aren't drinking it. And then, of course, they have to make some sort of a, a gel out of it. Yeah, and it also has to be at least 6% alcohol. Right. Yeah, and not more and not less, actually, because that the water in there is actually important. So, so you the idea if you had had a hundred percent, you know, is actually it is it actually needs the water to be effective, which I didn't realize either. Uh, I think they can make a liquid or a gel. I think or a gel is a liquid. <laughs> that will actually between a liquid and a solid. A liquid, oh, a liquid or a gel is is a is, yeah. a, is a is a is a sandwich a liquid or a gel? Well, it's a sandwich. Not if I put it in the blender. It's still a sandwich. It's just liquid, and and you know. And then let's not let's not forget the fact that TSA has raised the amount of hand sanitizer you can carry on board to ten ounces. They did. Yeah, I didn't know that. Well, and they admitted at some point in there that they three ounces was just kind of an arbitrary decision. Yeah, they were. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. (laughs) Anyway. So, okay, so we, we've done that, but now let's move on to a segment I'm calling Masturbation for Common Sense. This is good. Uh, yes. This was quite interesting because I had been noticing, or I heard somewhere, that there's a lot of places that are generously giving uh, masks to the uh, medical professions in uh in New York City. And one of those places that is giving them masks is Pornhub. Pornhub is giving them 50,000 surgical masks to New York City area workers on the front lines of the pandemic. Now, how many shoots of doctor nurse porn did they have going on that they had all these bears? Free plus free porn. Plus free porn. <laughs> right, but the, the question that, that uh, Dumbass is getting at is why did they have all these masks in the first place? Understandable. <laughs> we are not sure. We want to know. No, we yeah. do want to know. That's exactly what. That's exactly why we're asking the question. We want to know: Is are they making doctor nurse porn? Is is it is it really that 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 big a thing that you know that they that they have that many masks on hand? Mm, I don't know, but fifty thousand. Maybe they're converted bras into they're converting bras. Oh, there, there's a good story masks. I hadn't I hadn't thought of the the woman that made the bra that can that oh. doubles as a uh, as a mask. Yep. Oh, they're also donating twenty five thousand to the Sex Workers Outreach Program, an advocacy group to support relief funds for sex workers affected by COVID nineteen. They are also for their premium service, which normally costs nine ninety nine a month. Uh, that's probably Canadian, which would be two fifty five in American. Uh, will be free for worldwide for the next thirty days to encourage people to stay inside and stem the spread of the virus. Uh, this is a New York Post article. I think the nine ninety nine a month is. A yeah, that's American. Uh, Step up. Sorry, guys. I uh, it, it crashed on me again. Contributing to the community as opposed to the more reputable institutions 
who sit around and do jack shit all. <laughs> that is a point. Well, I think oh, you... we, I, I saw an article in there somewhere about a one of the uh, fundamentalist Christian organizations telling people to forget, you know, to forget stockpiling things that they needed and give that money to the church instead. Yeah. Well, yeah, so, even Mike Pence do, so suggested that they that people should still tithe, didn't he? Yeah. Huh? Tithe. Um, well, I don't think right. that that would be anything unexpected from Pence. Although I do have to say, just just apropos of nothing, that <clears throat> our forty uh, fifth president of the United States has finally given me a, a reason to trust something from him. Oh, throughout oh. his entire campaign, he hmm? said he was going to make America number one in the world, and he's finally done it with something. <laughs> That's he's true. We're, we are number one. In coronavirus infections. Yep. I tell you what, though, it's it's much easier to listen to President Cuomo. Than, I mean, Governor Cuomo. Cuomo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so we so we have Governor Cuomo who who does his daily briefings because New York is is you know by far at least you know by testing numbers and in you know it is the most infected um, state and so that you know they've been. And so every day he's been giving, you know, press briefings. And, uh, you know, he actually gives good, concise information and is science-based, right? He's listening to his advisors. And yeah. in the way of our president who who says something and then is, con- is, is, is you know, is contradicted by, you know, um, God, what's his advisor. Name? Yeah, his advisor um, constantly. I, I liked the uh, comment. Uh, I don't remember who made the comment on Facebook. It was some celebrity, but he said, my son said, Dad, President Trump sounds like uh, the guy giving a book report who didn't read the book. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and thinks that he can just get by by saying, oh, it's fantastic. It was, it was fantastic. It was the best yeah, yeah. book. It was the best book. Great so, book. Another couple of pieces of... Uh, not not masturbation for common sense, but MIT released plans for uh, an open source respirator that anybody should be able to build for about a hundred bucks. Yeah, there was another one. You know, the president's telling us how complicated this is, and then the, you know, then the experts are like, okay, actually, it's it's not that complicated a device, and we can teach, show people how to take other devices and retrofit them so that they can make respirators. <laughs> it's like yeah. Well, and I'm looking at something, an article here about engineers create emergency ventilators from snorkeling masks. Wow. See, I, I guess. Go figure. Yeah. Do you, are they, I, I haven't actually looked at a ventilator, a ventilator. Do you have to be intubated on a ventilator or is it just over the, or does it just go over the face? I don't know. I don't know either. I think it's um, just over the face unless you're. Really bad. Doing something really crazy. Yeah. Or I know that the ventilator, bad. the ventilator is a step above what I use, the oxygen concentrator. The ventilator um, would provide a higher pressurization, whereas mine just adds a little bit of, like, uh, in this case, I'm adding three liters of, of oxygen to the air that I'm breathing normally. Do you wear a mask with that? I use a, a nasal cannula. Okay. It, I can do a mask with it, but the nasal cannula works just fine. Yeah. It's a, Although I need to change that tonight because my nasal cannula is rapidly becoming a, a cannula. Oh, what? Yeah, it looks, it looks like uh, ventilators are a little bit more complicated. I'm looking online uh, and uh, on the site for ventilators in China. And yeah, it's more complicated. Oh, and then there was a, then there was an anesthesiologist at one of the hospitals here in the U.S. <clears throat> who watched a YouTube video and figured out how to make one ventilator work for nine patients. That's pretty good. That's impressive, yeah. yeah. I heard about that. They all apparently have to be, uh, have to, all the patients have to be on the same settings. Uh, so well, like no, they... pairs of patients have to be on the same settings. Hmm. Oh, okay. So. <clears throat> or at least that was my understanding of it. This is this is. I mean, this is a. Uh, this is this is tough. I mean, it, this is what's on everybody's mind right now, right? I mean, all these things that are going on, and it's like you mm -hmm. know, I, I it's like I'd like to talk about something else, but holy crap, there, it's just there's. This is just what uh, the everything the news is dominated by it. 
Um, you can see it in what we've got in here. Yeah. But fortunately, we have some other stuff that's not. It, it escalated quickly, didn't it? Yeah, it really did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, th I think like it's almost like right after our last recording, we're like, okay, stay indoors now. It's like. Yeah, exactly. Now it's like, it's, uh, well, and I think after our last recording, um, uh, my company, um, you know, we, we had a plan. Um, and I, and I think, I think I had gotten an email at five o'clock and then we recorded and then by nine o'clock, um, you know, I, I, the official word was basically, uh, came in that they were going to send everybody home. And so I was part of the IT staff that, you know, went in and everybody was supposed to go to their desk and then we would go around to everybody and escort them out with the equipment that they needed. So we documented the equipment and then we went and loaded their cars and we did that one by one as we went through and they had us wearing uh, masks and gloves, and of course, you know the uh, the mask. Unless they're unless it's actually fitted properly, it it it, it probably isn't helping you. It, if you have it, it, I guess it is preventing you from giving it to somebody else. But they're hot and they're hard to wear, and it's already humid down here in Houston, and so it doesn't take long for that for those masks to start to to collect moisture, right? And yep. as soon as they do, they're no good. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh a couple of years ago, I uh, I went uh, uh, to the emergency room at the hospital, and they I hadn't had my flu shot yet, so they made me wear a mask, and the that uh, is quite a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, it is. Yeah, the one the one thing about it though, uh, it prevents you from touching your face. Well, and the gloves do that too, and so that you're right about that. Um, is that when I was wearing gloves, I was more conscientious about that kind of stuff, and so that that part was probably good. Um, but you know, we got we got people in and out, and you know we. We, we got them on their way, and then, you know, we spent the whole rest of the time trying to make sure that we can keep them online. <laughs> well, you know, the uh, other thing that keeps you from touching your face, slicing jalapenos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's painful. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> Very painful. I've done it. So prevent yourself from touching your face, jalapeno hand cream? Yep. Oh. Hey, that sounds wow. interesting. Yeah, but then you can't even go to the bathroom. How are you going to wipe? <laughs> with great difficulty well, I mean, you can't anyway, there's still so. TP anyway <laughs> yeah. And, and, and yeah you guys are guys that makes it easy for you well you don't want to masturbate that way either don't masturbate with that hand cream that would be a disaster no but yep <laughs> it's no good I like, I like a little extra heat when I do it <laughs> I believe that about you <laughs> <laughs> Oh, let's move on to victories of common sense, shall we? I, I, we, we can come back to, uh, to the the bigot of the week, or jackass of the week, if we want to. But I, I think that uh, um, your article is more instructive. So you don't need to sanitize your groceries. Why don't I need to sanitize my groceries, dumbass? Right. Um. Yeah. This is in uh, there. There has been a lot of uh, concern uh, um, about uh, about. There was even a video uh, somebody put up on YouTube. Uh, how he sanitizes uh, all his groceries, uh, and this is comes in the midst of like uh, a lot of uh, factoids being put out there. Uh, some of them not sure exactly how, how accurate they are, but you know, like a, just a lot of factoids about how long cor the coronavirus, uh, the novel coronavirus, has been detected on um, surfaces. Uh, you know, people are naturally concerned. You know, if I touch a surface that somebody else has touched, you has the coronavirus, uh, then I like. Uh, eat or whatever uh, am i going to get this and you know like uh, the, the simple answer like from uh, what uh epidemiologists and experts in this field are saying is that they're, they're not actually all that worried about uh the virus being spread uh through that that way i mean um, it's, a, it's a harder route for for, for uh virus to spread through uh, being left on surfaces and then you know transferring over to your hands there's, there's a lot of like dilution that comes into play uh, in the steps in between and it seems like the that COVID nineteen uh, isn't all that uh, good at being passed on in in this way. They're a lot more concerned about uh, just being around people and uh, uh, breathing in their breath, basically. That's that's good. I, I think that you know that I I had heard the same thing that they were that so far they they didn't have a single case that they thought came from an item at this at this point. And so um and so so they and and I guess we're not testing every surface so we don't actually know how long it's living on individual surfaces and if there's enough virus at that point to actually you know cause a problem yeah exactly like uh there, there are some reports uh of finding the uh traces of the virus on surfaces after like and, and depending on the surface after hours or maybe even days or whatever 
But, you know, that's a far cry from it still being able to infect you. So they have some recommendations on here, don't they? Indeed, they do. Um, the, the, the number one recommendation, of course, for everything is just wash your hands frequently. But uh, also, uh, like, uh, if you're concerned about contamination on your groceries, use hand sanitizer before, before and after entering a grocery store. Minimize your time in the store and your contact with other people. Uh, wash your fruits and veggies with cold water, not soap. And uh, like I already said, wash your hands often, especially after handling packages. So like, there, there's no need to take out your spray bottles of Lysol and spray the hell out of everything you bring home. Uh, probably not going to hurt anything if you do that. You don't need to be jumping at the idea of uh, contamination on every surface. It's, it's important not to panic about this stuff, right? I mean, it, it, you've you got to be reasonable about, uh, about these protections. And too many people are panicking about this and uh, uh, going way too far. Uh, I take the bus to work normally, and of course my boss is going, oh, no, 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 I don't want you uh, on the bus because you're going to, uh, you may get infected in one. So uh, I'm going, okay, how do I do this then? I can't uh, always rely on other people to drive me in one. It's interesting that in this day and age, you have bosses out there inquiring of how you're getting to work in light of the coronavirus. Yeah, well, he is concerned about my health. So that's that's uh, one thing. And with uh, the uh, job itself, I do taxes for a living. Uh, so... yeah, I, I imagine if, <laughs> if one of you did come down with it, you'd probably have to close down the office. Exactly. Uh, and for me, uh, it could affect two other offices as well. Hmm. So uh, my boss is going, okay, uh, take a few weeks off uh, and isolate yourself. Make sure you're okay for, because there's been uh, everyone in the South that's had a cold already. And uh, he said, uh, take the time, just isolate, just relax, and then come back when it's going to be uh hell time again around mid and april so i guess of course we have you work for an accountant yes are you are you an accountant yourself i don't have any real uh full credentials but okay. i've been preparing taxes uh, for uh at my father's office uh cougars and my uh father and my father uh, was a tax accountant since i was born Okay. Since the so years uh, he learned, Twiggy learned from Dad. Yes, I did, and I've been doing it since 2003, and I uh, I've continued on with that as uh, uh, I do it quite well. I've been told by many people that I do well, and that's just uh, my life. So mm-hmm. let me ask you a question: Did does do, does Canada have a stimulus bill at this point to help people out during these times? Yes. And so yes, what, they do. What are they doing? Well, right now, um, we have a, what is called a GST credit, which is usually quarterly. And that's for low, low to mod, modest uh, income individuals. Um, it's usually, as I said, quarterly, starting July in the year and then uh, going to April of the next year. Uh, for that one, they're going to give another... Uh, up to 400 for individuals and per uh, couple, uh, about 600, and that's supposed to be an inmate. So that's one of the uh, one of the benefits. I, I, heard, I heard the I heard the the figure of uh, giving people up to two thousand dollars somewhere. That's the uh, SERP, the uh, Canadian Emergency uh, Response Benefit. Uh, that is for uh, individuals or families that. Uh, there has been um, the ones that have been affected by the COVID by either being infected by the virus or caring for someone with the virus. Also for workers that have lost their job because of uh, their wherever they work, they're closing uh, for the uh, interim for the uh, virus to get uh, under control and whatnot. Also for... It's for employers helping them, uh, for small businesses, for people who have small shops and whatnot. It's 
basically a boost. It's for up to four months, and it's $2,000 a month. Supposed to help, as I said, those who have lost their jobs, who are staying home because of the virus, and those who have to take care of their children. Schools are closed right now, so parents have to be home, at least one of them, to take care of the kids, and this is to help them as well. Mm. Yeah, Anything like this, I think, is a good <laughs> argument for universal basic income. Yeah, I, yes. I think so too. I think, and I think that you know, but you know, prior prior to to this outbreak here in the states, you know that that <laughs> was that was you know communism <laughs> of the worst sort, and and of course now that's exactly what they're doing during this time of crisis. And if we and if this infrastructure was already in place and they're already taking already taking care of these people that were low income, um, that we wouldn't be having a lot of these conversations that we're having currently. True. Very very true. Yeah. Well, that's good. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't realize you're an accountant. So that that's kind of neat that that you're that you're probably um, intimately involved or have some good knowledge about uh, these these packages and stuff that they're putting out. I am, and I'm still learning as to which ones uh, you can do and which ones you can't. If you're supposed to be going through EI or if you're supposed to be through uh, somewhere else. But the thing is, is that they're brand new, so you do have to learn about them. Um, exactly. It's not like you had had it before and have to relearn it or anything like that. She's the uh, income tax part. I'm the one who always type things out. Yep, <laughs> pretty much. Right, but th- th- you have a severe advantage in that you've already been reading this kind of gobbledygook compared to the rest of us who are reading this gobbledygook for the first time. <laughs> yes, right? I do have a, I do have an advantage. Uh, on that, and that's one of the reasons I suggested I come on this call today. Yeah, no, that's great. I'm glad. Do you, do you have any knowledge about uh, the stuff they're doing in the States of uh, uh, that kind of thing? Um, I've read a few things about that. I've been mainly concerned about the Canadian part so that I can uh, advise any of uh, the clients that come in uh, and make sure that, try to make sure that uh, uh, those in the office uh, know the, uh, these uh, things as well. So I haven't really looked very much for the U.S. one. So the, in the U.S., the, we're, they're doing a couple of things um, for people. So for people with incomes up to, I think, $75,000, they, they're going to get a $1,200 check. And then depending on how much they make over that up to like, I think it's up to like $96,000, um, you know, the benefit decreases. And then, of course, for couples, they combine their income. And so, and so, uh, so fifty fifty thousand dollars up to, uh, or one hundred fifty thousand up to a certain amount, you know. So it over, so for every so much over one hundred fifty thousand, it decreases. Um, and then for people that are uh, collecting unemployment, um, and our unemployment numbers are uh, off the charts at this point. This is the biggest unemployment numbers um, of, I think, of all time. In that case, what is happening? Uh, Every, those people that have, are collecting unemployment because of uh, will get an extra six hundred dollars a week um, on top of the benefit that they that they would get from the state. Not bad. Yeah. Well, not great, but not bad. Right. But the, but here's the thing that that is sad about this is that one of the complaints that uh, you know that these these senators had is that they were afraid that it was going to encourage people to to quit their jobs because they would make more money on unemployment than than doing their jobs. It's like well. While that's true, that they probably won't aren't going to be quit just because of that. They they might because you know maybe it's better for them to be at home. But it's a sad fact that they're going to make more money getting that extra six hundred dollars a month than they were making working. <laughs> yeah, that is sad. That is very sad. Yeah. In Canada as well, the uh, employment insurance cases have uh, risen with a lot of people out of work because of this virus yeah my wife is collecting unemployment she was laid off um essentially because they closed her center and so you know so she immediately the next day filed for unemployment where other people that she worked with were just now getting around to it they didn't do it right away um and so hopefully hopefully they'll be okay um they you know they in in our state they waived the um there's a there's normally a five-day period before it kicks in they waived the five-day period 
Um, normally, you have to be looking for a job during, you know, while you're on employment. They've, of course, waived that because what are you going to do? I mean, you could you could be looking, but it's not like you can go anywhere or talk to anybody. And, and you know, if you're in childcare, no facilities are open. Nobody's going to be hiring right now for the most part. Um, so that's not two grocery stores are hiring. Uh, so if you, so if you want to go work at a grocery store. Yeah, but, mainly it's essential services that right. are that are available. Right. Uh, for example, uh, finances and whatnot are considered uh, essential services. So that means that my job is relatively safe. It's just that uh, I'm actually the most, I'm the one in most of uh, everyone there that is at risk. You're the most vulnerable. Exactly. She, she's most at risk for the virus, yes. Can you work from home? I'm going to be talking with my boss. I'm going in to, uh, to at least get some of the stuff that I've been working on way and done. Uh, that I'm going to talk with him. It is, I think, an option. It's just a matter of getting my boss to say, yes, okay, we can do it. Yeah, sure. I mean, and, and, and so I work for a big company. And uh, yeah. I, I, I'm an essential service because I'm IT, and I'm an essential service because I work for an oil and gas company. So I hit, so I hit two categories for essential services. Um, and of course, you know we we are still um, as much as possible trying to do businesses, you know. But all of our clients are now going, whoa. Well, I think that uh, that uh, you know we're going to drop these contracts because you know they're 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 engaging the force majeure in their contracts so that they can get out of a lot of contracts at, during these times. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt hard. Yeah, it's already hurt, actually, with uh, with doing the tax return. First of all, most people are extremely nervous about even going out. So, of course, they don't want to go to do their taxes. But uh, with us being essential as well, we need to have at least the office open with a couple of people there. And preferably people actually know what they're doing. Well... It makes it difficult. I could probably work at home, but as I said, it's uh, it's uh, up to my employer. Most of what I would ha- be have to do is I'd have to be connected with the work computer, and I would have to, well, have the permission and whatnot. I'd have to be able to talk with the uh, the um, clients or email. Right. Yeah, see, and so, I work for a big company. We we have a lot uh-huh. of those services set up, and so we went from you know a small portion of our of our people using those services to everybody using them, and we saw some strain on our infrastructure. But you know we were we, we you know we made some changes. And we were able to get around it, but that's not always possible for smaller businesses. You're right. For for me, during the uh, off season, I'm pretty much the only one there, along with the boss coming in every so often. Oh, I see. So, and then during the busy times, you guys staff up with with some other, you know, other people to help yeah, you out. Yeah, exactly. The owner has a couple of locations, and Twiggy ta- Twiggy manages the one location, and then there's two others. Two others: London Dairy and Saint Albert. Right, which uh, he he either manages or someone else manages. Well, but I guess one the question that I have is: Is he paying you while you're staying at home, or or, or do you not get a paycheck? I won't be getting a paycheck while I'm home. Right. There's nothing set up uh, for uh, for sick days or anything. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 tough. So so you're not working, and so so and and obviously it, it sounds like you know if if you're at a, in a high risk population, they we don't want you working, right? Because you're much exactly. more likely. And so so that that I mean, so are, are you are you gonna is there? I mean, these benefits that are you know coming out. Uh, there's stimulus. Are you going to be able to take advantage of any of that? I am because uh, for that CERB one, it does say that uh, even if you're still employed but have to stay home through uh, the your employer saying stay home, you can still get it. Okay. That's nice. I don't think that we have a provision in our bill that, that does that. They have to lay you off or, or um, to, to get the, you know, the extra money per every week. Yeah. Otherwise, you will get the um, the twelve hundred dollars, and that's it, right? Yeah. For Canada, um, it's uh, working on like those who, well, they're trying to keep uh, people employed. 
So that's one of the reasons that I would be able to get it is because I would still be employed. It's just that I won't be able to go into work for uh, at the uh, request of, uh, of uh, my boss. Right. And there are a lot of people who would be in that situation. And the government also, uh, the CRA, the government is also trying to encourage um, businesses to keep their employers or employees to the extent that they're not fired or or laid off or anything. So they're also offering to small employers to get, uh, what is it, wage Replace not wage replacement. It's encouraging. Oh, great! My mind just uh, went blank. <laughs> that sounds. Like it's it. helping with the wages. Oh, okay, I was saying mind going blank seems like a, it might be a family disorder. Uh, yes, a supplement. Okay, yeah. So is the uh, what is it that you is it incident positive? Uh, incident positive. Yep. <laughs> Sherry has it more than I do. Though. <laughs> Mad cat. Mad cat, sorry, Cher. Oh, I'm going to have some editing to do this time. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so it's, uh, they're uh, getting it so that uh, for employers that they're helping with the wages. So actually, our government is actually trying to do an awful lot of things in order to help the regular Canadian to be able to get through this and yeah. the, uh, uh, the employers and the businesses to do so as well. Um, exactly. Probably in their idea of also trying to stop bigger problems down the line. Pretty much, yes. So at least the, uh, the Canadian government is thinking, okay, uh, this is going to hit us hard later if we do not help now. Yeah, and you know, we we had issues in this country where they were they were looking at populations and they wanted to put in there if you hadn't paid any taxes that you weren't eligible. So basically, so so the people that are the lowest income, right? They, they're not they don't pay any taxes, and so they wanted to not give those people money. It's like, are you kidding me? Those are the people being hurt the most by by this. Exactly. So. And and luckily, the uh, the Democrats in this country wouldn't uh, wouldn't do that and of course because they were holding up the bill you heard democrats hate america they're holding up the bill yeah they're holding up the bill to make sure that everybody gets covered by from this and they're holding up the bill to make sure that trump can't profit off of it <laughs> well trump also wants people to go back to work so that you know everything goes okay with the stock market and everything and him and some other people saying things like oh well gee you know Go back to work if you, you know, you should be, you should be willing to die for your country. Perfect Trump impression. You know, Brian, I gotta, I gotta take issue with that. There are four things in this universe that are inevitable. Death, taxes, Thanos, and Trump profiting off of something. (laughs) Well, you might be right, but, um, you know, President Cuomo, I, I mean, Governor Cuomo, has come out and said that uh, they're not going to reopen the stock market. He's going to. He's not going to. He he's not going to. You know, try to save the stock market over over people's lives. So that's that's, that's the kind good. of person. Right, but that's be, the kind of person we need to step up. Well, exactly, and but you know, by, because of that, you know, Trump is you know saying, well, if you're not nice to me, you're not going to get help. And it, it's it, you can see that um, that when you look at the aid that's been given to, um, and I need to look at this further. But from what I can, what I've seen so far is that Democratic states with Democratic governors are getting less aid than um, uh, than Republican governors. Well, and he was griping about the fact that the uh, female government, female governor of Michigan, dared to tell him that he needed to give more aid, <clears throat> so he was complaining about the fact that she said anything to him at all. Right. And Florida has gotten everything that they have asked for and, and they got, you know, they got a shipment of everything and then they got a, an identical shipment shortly after. So Florida, you know, that, the, you know, the because they have a Republican governor, it, look, it looks to be that the case that, you know, he's got well, everything that he wants. On the other hand, you also know that Trump likes Florida. Well, that's he his home state it. now. He likes it. He likes it because it's a peninsula or penis-shaped landmass. <laughs> that's what that word means, by the way. Oh, a 
penis shaped mm-hmm. peninsula. Peninsula is a penis shaped landmass, yes. And then you've got the vaginsulas. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, we should fact check him on that one. Might be I'm, a good idea. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not taking his word for that. <laughs> well, to quote dumbass from last time, agree to disagree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Until he comes man. to visit. Hey, yeah. Let, let's let's try. When is he visiting? We, we're almost talked an hour. Let, let's 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 try to cover something fun here. Let, I, let, that that's not COVID related. Let, let's <laughs> let's talk about cows painted to look like zebras. Right, and in the midst of all this, <laughs> uh, just so you guys know, there there have been some researchers who uh, went up to their their funding board and said, "We want to paint cows to look like zebras and see what happens," and they got funding to do it. <laughs> That is um, awesome. I, <laughs> That's it? Yep. Why? So, uh, what they actually found out here, they, they were actually uh, measuring how frequently uh, the cows would be bitten by flies. Um, uh, apparently, the idea is that zebra striping uh, can provide some extra protection. So, they painted a bunch of cows uh, with zebra stripe, and they found that they got bitten 50% as often as uh, the control cows. So basically, so, half the time. So is yeah. it is it maybe the scent of the paint that's keeping the flies away, or you know the zebra camouflage? They made sure to use uh, non toxic uh, paint. Well, non toxic, but does the paint have an odor that the flies can detect? Is Likely. The question. Uh, it's it's possible. Um, Let's see. Uh, they tested a couple things. Uh, they wanted to see if it was just uh, the stripes itself, or whether the black and white stripes would uh, have an effect. So they paint things. They got some uh, some cows and painted even darker stripes on them, and they found that that helped a little bit, uh, but not as much as the black and white uh, contrasting stripes. Hmm. So um, I'm wondering then if if the white contrasting stripes break up the cows pattern enough and and break up the cow's image enough that the flies can't recognize them as a meal. Yeah, I don't I don't think they say um, why. I I, th- I think I think I think the general idea is that uh the uh uh the pattern kind of confuses uh, flies and insects so that they have a hard time, you know, landing and um, navigating. Hmm. So oh, a navigation thing. It makes it so they they get confused. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Can I tell mine? Can I tell mine? Yes, absolutely. Yes, we mm-hmm. let's move on. No more, no more COVID. Okay. So you can talk about whatever it, you want. Does, it's, uh, it's not Matt about Cat, that. Matt My, Cat, does your does your story also involve cow move flush? Oh. It involves monkey business. Nice. Okay. Even better. Which That's one cool. are we doing here? What we are doing is that in Mef- Mifu Primate Sanctuary at Cameroon, there is this great big gorilla called Bobo. He's about twenty five. 25 stone gorilla. He found a little bush baby and they became friends. So for over, I think it's an hour and a half, the gorilla was hanging out with this little itty bitty bush baby. And they got pictures of it as well. And the bush baby didn't seem to be scared of him because he wasn't making any actions towards him or uh, doing anything that could hurt him. And after they hung out for, you know, a couple hours and everything, the gorilla just lifted him up and put him on a tree outside of his enclosure. And the little bush baby went away, no, no foul. Hmm. Uh, animals are just like us. <laughs> yeah. And, uh... Wait, Dumbass, are you that hairy? <laughs> are you that hairy? I am. Um... Uh, I, I have quite a uh, covering of fur, and I'm quite proud of it. Thank you very much. Oh, okay. You do? Dumbass is so hairy that they <laughs> take pictures of him. Really? <laughs> but, yeah, I just found it funny. The gorilla is a rescue gorilla, too. You know, people have caught him and been nasty and everything. But I thought that was sweet. That is a, that is kind of a, you know, that that is cool. I mean, I... It's chicken soup for the soul in these tough times. <laughs> Hopefully he didn't, you know, pass the disease on to him, right? <laughs> Actually, that's an interesting point that I should uh, take a look at because gorillas, many types of monkeys, are affected by uh, some of the same things as us. And I remember when I worked for the tw- 
worked as uh, a temp, did a temporary couple week uh, thing that I saw a baby gorilla there at the time. And we had to wear masks because we could have given him, if we had a cold or whatever, we given it to him. Sure. So I don't know if yeah, you it, never can tell how uh, how a one disease will defect, uh, affect another animal sometimes. Yeah, but gorillas are so close that uh, they they take on ours a lot heavier than others. Yeah. So I'm wondering I mean, if there yeah, are I any. I mean, you don't know about like uh, I, I know primates. I'm not sure if gorillas have, but like they're the simian uh, immunodeficiency virus, which is uh, related to AIDS. Uh, but you know, like they don't have like anywhere near the kind of problem with it that humans do thank goodness for them yeah it's almost like well, they have a common ancestor yeah but you know the, the thing with what? the simian simian immunodeficiency virus is that the uh, gorillas are actually smart enough to use condoms if they had them probably which mm-hmm. is another reason why they, that's actually another reason why there's going to be a shortage <laughs> oh boy <laughs> is this a good time to talk about the fact that the uh, the gorilla has a very small penis? I hear they have large balls, though. Uh, not gorillas. Uh, chimpanzees do. Not gorillas? Oh, chimpanzees yeah. have large balls. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, uh, actually, actually, agree actually, to disagree, that's... Brian. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> You're right. Exactly. Actually, I, I read a I read a long dissertation on that, and it was absolutely fascinating because uh, <laughs> essentially the gorillas don't have to have a large penis because they basically get mates by physical, uh, by their overall physical size and their overall physical strength rather than, you know, by having a Johnson. Right. And they also have, because of that, so they have smaller testicles, they produce less sperm, and they produce slower sperm because of that. Yep. Whereas chimpanzees like to bang everything in sight and <laughs> they need uh, fast, large testicles that produce sperm fast so they can try to spread their genetic code wherever possible. And humans are kind of in the middle. Yep. Uh, I just have that bang on the drum all day song in my head now. <laughs> uh, I think that's it, guys. I think we should stop there. Because everything I else think in so here... Too. <laughs> everything else in here is just more... Uh, not everything. COVID, 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 COVID. <laughs> yeah. COVID. It's hard. It's hard to stay away from it, but I'm glad we had a couple stories that weren't. Yes. Because even even my tracking stories, you know, are all about, you know, well, the iPhone tracking you, and then we move on to, you know, to, you know, using the iPhone to track COVID. Yep. Everything on here. So, all right. Well, say goodnight, everybody. Good, <laughs> good night, everybody. Good night. That's another one on the Petri dish. Yep. Canister. That too. If you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time. You're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Sharealike No Derivatives 3.5 license. Intro music by Peter Cannell. Find more of Peter's music at SoundCloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.